0: Ohio Attorney General David Yost on PBMs. What has enabled them to participate in double billing? And do you expect similar litigation in the near future?
1: Yeah, you know, that's a great question. Um, these, are, these are sophisticated uh, schemes that are only known at the highest levels of the industry. Uh, They're really hard. I mean, you've had the media, you've had lawyers, my office, the auditors, Medicaid department itself, trying for years to pierce the veil of secrecy, figure out what was going on. And that's why the transparency uh, pledge covenant of this settlement agreement is so important to me, and the fact that it's subject to the continuing jurisdiction of the court. Uh, Fact of the matter is, these are huge corporations, tons of money, really smart people, and they can just invent new shell games, new ways to get around. Uh, We need to have the transparency to see into the system so that we can stay up on what's going on. I hope, I hope that a message is going out to the entire industry across the country that the days of operating behind uh, the curtain as the great oz uh, are over and that you're working for the people of the the people of these states that hire you to bring value and quality and to do it with integrity Um, i'm hoping that we don't have any more lawsuits um uh, but we're willing to bring them if it's necessary. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network.
2: Think you understand PBMs? What's a PBM? Over oh, crying out loud. If you're asking that question, this podcast isn't for you. This is the... I'm just asking what a PBN is. It's P-B-M. M as in manager. Pharmacy benefit manager. PBM. Got it? Well, sure, but what's a PBM? This is the More on PBMs podcast with host... Pharmacy benefit manager? Huh? Sounds complex. With host Kyle Fields, CEO of App RX, So it's like about drugs and stuff. This podcast digs into the dark corners of the unregulated PBM business practices and sets the record straight. It's a podcast about records. Drugs and records? Huh? And now, here's our host, Kyle Fields. I'm still a bit confused about the records and the drugs. Can you
0: explain? That's right. That's right. This is more on PBMs with your host, Kyle Fields. That's not me. I'm the founder of the Pharmacy Podcast Network. I collect some of the most intelligent, most aggressive, innovative um, uh, people in our pharmacy industry, pharmacists in our industry, changing our industry because the industry has to change as it is and don't sit on the sidelines when it comes to pbms uh welcome to your own show kyle this is exciting
3: hey i appreciate it thank you very much and i tell you todd you only you can make a grown man blush like that but uh (laughs) you're right there's a lot of too many people sitting on the sidelines and that's why we're here today is is to to get the information out there with the uh ever ever increasing size of the microphone that is the pharmacy podcast and uh, we want to Get as many watts out there, as many views, as many hits, as many whatever it takes, clicks. And uh, I tell you, the the information needs to get out there because it, it's life changing uh, for everybody. It's life changing for businesses
0: and, and patients alike. Absolutely. We got to put pharmacists back in control of, of a lot of what is the pharmacy benefit management ecosystem and how it's been more um I guess the words hijacked over the years, uh, being more of a business decision than a health decision. And there's some credibility to the staging of Moron PBMs and the reason why that you are the host and the pedigree that you bring to the background to your own existence in in the business of healthcare. So give the listeners overview of your family, your, your father who started, really started all of this, uh, your, your brother who's a pharmacist. Uh, just, just tell the, uh, the Fields family uh, story for our listeners.
3: Yeah, definitely. Mom and Dad, uh, you know, uh, had their own pharmacy. Started out in Loveland, Ohio, and moved to Waynesville, Ohio. And uh, used to be the, the the golden age of pharmacy. Uh, quickly became uh, something entirely different. And, and Dad recognized it. Mom recognized it. And they saw that uh, pharmacy had to change. Uh, all of a sudden, where you think uh, in, in any type of retail business, volume cures everything. Volume was in a was hurting uh, actually business. That doesn't make any sense. And how could that possibly be? Well, I mean, you, you have pharmacies are being reimbursed negative dollars, you increase those negative dollars exponentially, you're out of business. So who, who are taking these dollars? And, and we discovered, and my, my dad you know, discovered that it was you know, the, the pharmacy benefit managers and and basically, dealing from both sides of the table, and uh, basically created a system that was beneficial for the PBMs themselves. Mandatory mail order and, and telling uh, employers what they had to do—they were instead of facilitating, they were dictating. And it got to a point where people thought it was illegal to use a retail pharmacy instead of their their mandatory mail pharmacy. And, and it was a ridiculous marketing campaign the PBMs did. Um, tried to fight it with the pharmacy side, and realized we had to we had to create a PBM and fight from the inside created a new way to do business. And and so we've been around here basically since it's the idea inception, here about 21 years, reincorporating 2011. We've had exponential growth since by not just identifying the solution, but but implementing that solution across the United States.
0: Well, what you're also doing is you're gutting the status quo, which is keeping uh, pharmacists, patients, physicians, uh, the family members – Kind of at hostage um, within the system that's been created, and you know, I don't. I'm not talking about you know evil people rubbing their hands together at a, at a board of directors meeting because I'm sure these people are good people, and I think that they that they they mean well. But I believe that things have have gotten completely uh, run amok, out of control, and we don't have the patient at the center of what a pharmacy benefit manager is anymore if you Google today it was just hilarious if you google PBM Medicaid just those two words PBM and then the word Medicaid you'll find a slew of stories uh, one that just came out um, on on Monday June 14th was Mississippi to receive 55 million dollars in settlement over Medicaid bills and then Centene, Buckeye health um, you know 88. Point three million dollars to be coming back to their Medicaid system. Arkansas, Texas, the Florida, uh, the state of Florida, Pennsylvania, all of these are are the status quo uh, is coming unhinged. What's happening, Kyle, that we're finally seeing major changes in the model and the the existing business models of PBMs?
3: Again, it comes down to the dollars. Um, The Medicaid's one thing, but you got to look at across all plans. It's happening on all plans. I mean, if those dollars are coming back, that means that was that's probably still even fractional of what was actually taken in the first place. Because uh, how many years is that? How many years has that been occurring? I mean, it's almost that these fines have become a cost of doing business that, that it's an acceptable loss because, in the end, bottom line, they've made they've made billions. I mean, there's a drug coming out this week, guys. Listen on 700 WLW this morning uh, for for Alzheimer's and uh, where the FDA basically. Uh, there was a lot of no votes on this, and a couple of maybes. But yet it was still approved. And uh, there's not actually sure if it's even going to work as an Alzheimer's drug. But it's fifty-six thousand dollars as as part of the treatment. And the biggest complaint was is 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 that how much is the PBM going to be taking? What's the rebates going to be on that? Why is it so gosh darn expensive? And there's there's so little transparency in that marketplace when the drug comes to market. Intentionally, We question the motives of some of these drugs coming out and why they were approved in the first place. Is it really to help the patient or is it or is it, is it to increase revenue in the in the the drug marketplace? But people it comes down to is that people may not understand what a PBM does and doesn't do as, as a day to day basis as far as its original intent. And then, and the mess that uh, the PBMs have made in the, in the pharmacy space for not just patients, employers, but also pharmacists. But what the universal language that people always speak is money. So if I can come to the table and say, look, with your current plan and your current employee population, I can save you a million dollars or 10 million dollars typically gets people's attention. And then they ask, you know, how do we how do we accomplish that? So we again it comes down to data. Once we are able to get data and actually show what's available, then we can dive in there and and see uh where the fraud, waste, and abuse is, you know, where can we shore up the formulary? Where we can, you know, eliminate the spread pricing, eliminate mandatory mail, or eliminate things like doaxes soft formularies. And because too many times people are chasing the shiny objects of rebates, broker can be a problem in that as well. Because there's a lot of people invested in the status quo, but it's it's getting to the employers themselves and showing them their own money on on a piece of paper, and typically gets things moving in the right direction.
0: So what is more on PBMs going to be about? Tell, tell our listeners um, what you're looking for to get them involved, to get people that are out there who understand the insides, the outsides of, of regulating um, a pharmacy benefit manager to the benefit of the patient and also um, the, the ecosystem of healthcare and the relationship between physician, pharmacist, patient. And then, of course, the employer is involved. So kind of give us a a blueprint of this of this new show.
3: Look, it's about getting the information out about how much money's in this in this space is being wasted and siphoned off. And that regulation is one thing, but also there are options for those employer groups right now. Uh, PBMs like Apple Rx that we're out there. You know hitting the pavement on the phones doing the zooms doing the podcasts, letting everybody know that we've been here for a while and we're growing and we're taking over more and more of the market share each and every day how are we doing that we're doing that by having a market differentiator Uh, Because you can't stand toe to toe with a company like Express Scripts, you know, doing uh, the same thing that they're doing. You have to show true clinical decisions are fiduciary decisions. You have to show that the patient is centered first, that we're going to pay the providers providing those services, such as physicians and pharmacists, and making sure that in the end it's a clinically based PBM. Because again, I do stress clinical decisions are the fiduciary decisions. What's the purpose of a PBM? What's the purpose of an employer paying for these medications for their employees? And that's to make them better and we've gotten away from that. But it's to show employers and pharmacists out there that and patients themselves, there is a solution uh, today and they can get that solution uh, much faster and, and it's not as complex as they may think. My job is to do the heavy lifting. Their job is to provide some data and I can show them that we can do it uh, in a way that's understandable because we're talking about money and we're talking about health and anything other than that, there people are blowing smoke up your like. So it's about getting the information out that the solutions are out there. Now we've been out there and we're going to, we're coming to you. We're coming for you and uh, we'll be there and you will not be disappointed.
0: That's awesome. So I want to hear from you um, when we start digging into these plans and the the human resource director who eventually gets the owner of the small company involved, and when you present the information, you and I have talked so many other times about situations like this, Kyle, where they almost can't believe the proposal that you've that you've displayed to them. And they think that there's something up. <laughs> kind of give our listeners a, a little bit of those stories that that you shared with me so many times and and why it's so hard to believe that that the savings is as significant as it as it is.
3: Yeah, in some ways, you he- some people take it that they've been making a mistake for the last ten years, or or how long it's been, and and not that it's it's been a mistake. There's just something new come to market, and our job is is not to say you know wag our finger at anybody. It's to enhance what they currently have. Let's take a look at that budget. I mean, let's take a look at those budgets as people should be doing across every part of their company. You know, any type of purchasing, and if we realize that you know we've normalized a twenty percent a year increase. Uh, and we make it only ten percent, and then they say we've saved ten percent. No, the the chart's still going up, and we can we can plateau that, and 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 even bring it down. You know, it's about it's about what are we spending that money on? Are you truly getting that return on investment? Right now, the majority of the cases we take over, the answer is no. Uh, and it's 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 diabolical the amount of money that's being pumped into this system without the outcomes. Um, you know, we spend so much money on med- medication in this country. Everybody should be cured, as it seems. But uh, but no, we we got to we got to make that trend go down. And uh, and we've been successfully doing that. And again, it just comes down to actually providing management and pharmacy benefit management. Uh, it's 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 HR. You know, deals a lot with the noise. They deal a lot with the human aspect of each and one of these plans. And the CFO deals with the financials. So again, it's about finding the balance and making the CFO and HR happy at the same time. Um, I mean, CFO will be happy if we cover nothing, but that makes HR a nightmare. I and mean, we can make the HR happy by covering everything and creating having no noise, but then we're we're putting the company at a financial risk. So it's about making sure that we come up with a with a custom plan for that particular population group, makes everybody happy, works, works for both sides of, of, of what we're trying to accomplish both on healthcare and and the finance piece of it and then in the end you have a downward trend because if you're doing the medication piece right the pbm piece right the uh, medical side is going to inevitably have less catastrophic events less spend on that side as well
0: so what's your call out to the pharmacy owner um you you know the story all too well your your dad and and now you and your brother um uh, ken fields are pharmacy owners So, what's the call out to the pharmacy owner? How do you work with uh, someone who's listening to this podcast right now?
3: Yeah, you have people, you know, pharmacists and pharmacy owners are connected in their respective communities. And 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 find who who walks in your door. What company walks in your door that that scares you? Because you know that there's there's an idea that you may not make money off that particular medication. You're not going to deny the person their madness. You know, we're all humans. We're all our, our brothers keepers here. But uh, but we also got to make sure that we stay in business. So it's finding a PBM with employers in your area that makes sure that when that patient walks in, that you're going to be profitable. So much money siphoned off in this space, you know, it, the PBMs are the one keeping it. So we'll take a lesser profit to make sure we're paying our pharmacies and our providers uh, to make sure that those businesses stay open within the communities, giving the patients their choice. And so it's not mandatory mail order. We're not, you know put it in some place that uh, they don't really wanna go because we're getting a couple points as a PBM better than others. So what it is is about making sure that the pharmacists know that when APRO is on that card, that they're gonna get paid, they're gonna get good customer service in that company uh, that either they put us with or we happen to capture, they're getting a good PBM service and they're getting the return on investment they
0: deserve. So one of the interviews that you've set up, which I'm pretty excited about is, um, is a provider of healthcare services in its entirety, uh, an entire health health system. Can you give us uh, and our listeners a a short preview of what's coming on more on uh, more on PBMs?
3: Sure. Again, we we have a, a local hospital group here that we've we've taken on. Um, you we know, believe we're in our third year, and the, the amount of money that we've been able to save them, not by by dictating what what should and should be happening, but actually bring them in as a partner. Um, has allowed them to control of their PBM costs allowed to have own use of their, of their pharmacies, allowed to making sure that that the rates are being paid are, are fair and reasonable and basically giving them control with their high level of expertise over their, over their uh, pharmacy benefit management plan, plan design, formulary. And it, it's, it's not a once and done thing. It's a constant discussion we have with these guys and uh, you know, that true partnership, that true ownership of that, of that piece and that pharmacy benefit management piece within their own company uh, has given them the the power and the flexibility to to, to create something that that we want to replicate into the into the employer market in our in our region. So we look forward to you know partnering with this group um, and pushing it out, and we think it's going to be uh,
0: uh, a national news story. So incredible, incredible. Well, that's exciting, and that's coming from um, a PBM that. You guys started what over twelve years ago, right? Right.
1: That's
0: just amazing. It, I I remember the 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 beginnings of it and and how um, it seemed it seemed so difficult to get the mass put together to be able to go as you said toe to toe with these gargantuan multi billion dollar organizations. And then you found a different pathway to stop playing that game. And now you came up with a a transparent model that um, you you get a one page uh, summary proposal. And it's that simple Uh, that's reading it. It's black and white right in the face that it's the it's the cost per prescription transaction. And, uh, you know, everything else is is to the employer. and, And it's not about the rebate game anymore. And it's it's just an, it's an amazing model. And it's, it's really, it's the future of this marketplace. It's the future of PBM and, and pharmacy benefit managers. And, and you know what, I've always seen um, the, the willingness that pharmacy owners have had to, to bend over backwards for their patients. And that's exactly what, what you guys are positioning and doing with these models. Um, and I, and I, I'm just shouting out to our listeners. If you're listening right now, you're a pharmacist at a small healthcare system, uh, at a hospital. You're you're with a, a small pharmacy. You're with a micro chain. You own a pharmacy. You have to reach out to Kyle and their team, even for just their networking capabilities. Um, maybe not even using their their PBM, but just understanding that they have so many resources from this many years. Of experience of of being a pharmacy benefit manager, and also on the other side of that, having their family you know soaking in pharmacy in and of itself. Because Kyle, you've seen the outcomes not only from from clinical, but you've seen the outcomes on an employer and the ability to hire more people because they're not paying these gargantuan pharmacy benefit manager bills. So I I want you to expand upon that for our listeners too to really. Help our listeners understand that domino effect that takes place when you guys get involved.
3: yeah, definitely. I mean it's it's, it's two two different ways. One, I mean, you can divert those dollars saved uh, for for growth for full-time employees. You know, if you save two million bucks a year or or two million bucks a quarter. I mean, that's that's money that can be put into uh, you know a better workforce, a larger workforce. And also the a lot of that money is reinvested into the the benefit plan and then also allows, These companies to recruit uh, better workers, you know, be a little more, a little more sexy, if you will, you know, when it comes to the benefit side of things. When people uh, are applying for a job, because those dollars are reinvested to to lower co pays, lower premiums, and uh, uh, it's just been it's been a great success story one after another uh, for both large and small companies. I mean, sometimes we only save a company twenty thousand dollars, but that company's you know has fifteen employees. And that twenty thousand dollars is is a new refrigeration system. It's a new uh, uh, it's a new part time staffer that uh, that helps out the HR department. It's a new uh, company vehicle that you can uh, you know use for for additional deliveries, all within the existing budget. And all we did was take out uh, some of the PBM profits that was already the employers to begin with.
0: That's awesome. Well, I'm excited about this. I'm excited about supporting APRO Rx and this publication, this podcast. If you're listening right now and you want to engage with Kyle, his information will be in the show notes and it will give you an opportunity to uh, reach out and ask questions. Kyle, anything before we wrap up today that you'd like the listeners to um, to do and in helping themselves and, and really helping pharmacy owners, but also more importantly, helping their patients.
3: Hey, it's interaction. enter these actions with boldness. You know the problems, you complain about it every day um, and rightfully so. You talk about it around the dinner table and know that there's a solution out there that you can. That you don't have to do the heavy lifting for. It's a phone call, it's an email. It's getting uh, these folks in the right, in touch with the right people. And uh, if you haven't done it now or you've wanted to do it now and you just hadn't, didn't know where to go, now you do and uh, give us a call, give Todd a call, Uh, give me, shoot me an email, shoot me a text, because it's all it takes to start with, you know, it just takes that that first step uh, to the the road to success, and I'm telling you, it will work, it has worked, it is working, and
0: uh, if you haven't done it now, it's time. And if you don't know what a PBM is, by the way, you've been listening to this recording for for way too long. You should have dropped off um, at least 17 minutes ago. But regardless, uh, we're here to teach you more about PBMs on More on PBMs. Kyle, this is exciting. Thank you so much for helping us to launch this. Hey, my pleasure. You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network with Kyle Fields and More on PBMs. And stay tuned. You'll be hearing a lot more on PBMs and other things in, uh, in our healthcare profession, specific to pharmacy benefit managers. And as always, a thank you for listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Nation.